Welcome to the Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art. We come to you every week with a new story about your world. Today, we have two guests from the Human Rights Campaign, Senior VP for Policy and Political Affairs, Jody Winterhoff, and Justin Unga, HRC's Arizona State Manager. We'll talk about the Equality Act, which is major legislation that will protect the rights of LGBTQ citizens, ranging from housing, employment, education, to federal funding, public accommodation, and the jury system. Thank you for following The Jesse Garcia Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more information about the podcast, visit jessegarciashow.com. Attention Familia. For 50 years, the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Educational Fund, also known as MALDEF, has worked hard to achieve some of the most important legal victories for advancing the civil rights of Latinos in the United States. Fighting battles takes resources, and events are being planned throughout 2019 to mark this important 50-year milestone. Fundraising galas recognizing leaders and movements that have supported MALDEF in our community will take place across the nation. So save the date, April 11th at the Mayflower Hotel in Washington, D.C., June 7th at the Intercontinental Hotel in Chicago, September 27th at the Western Riverwalk Hotel in San Antonio, and November 7th, the Western Bonaventure Hotel in Los Angeles. For more information about these galas, visit maldef.org, that's M-A-L-D-E-F dot O-R-G, or call 213-629-2512, that's 213-629-2512. Happy anniversary, Maldef. Thanks for fighting the good fight. Did you know that a lesbian couple was turned away from tax preparing services in Indiana? Or that a gay couple was denied a wedding cake in Tennessee? Or how about that couple in Missouri who were denied entry into a retirement community because of their same-sex marriage? The Florida legislature is on the verge of passing a bill to eliminate anti-discrimination measures already enacted by cities and counties. These are all events that took place within days of each other in 2019. Open hostility towards the LGBTQ community continues to grow in an era where acceptance is no longer championed by the highest office in the land, and more and more vulnerable communities are suffering from it. Thanks to the progressive wave that took place November 2018, There's new hope for legislation that will protect the LGBTQ community from discrimination at all levels. The Equality Act is projected to gain the most support in years. Today, we will hear from members of the Human Rights Campaign who are working hard to make the Equality Act a reality. So listen up, take notes, because we have a lot of work to do. I want to welcome to the show uh, two people who are hard workers at the Human Rights Campaign, Jody Winterhoff, Senior VP of Policy and po- Political Affairs, and the or- Arizona State Manager, Justin Unga. Welcome to the show. So good to be on, Jesse. Thank you for having us. So we're on the show today to talk about the Equality Act. We've been waiting for this, and we finally got a Democratic Congress that's going to give it an actual 
uh, uh, hearing. We're actually going to get to see it come to the floor, hopefully. Can you tell us a little bit about the act? Sure, and it's. I think it's important to know it's at such an important time too in our country in terms of the protections that, you know, people don't have. We don't have consistent protections across the country. But it's what what people should really know is that it is a comprehensive bill. So the uniqueness of it is it isn't just about employment. It isn't just about jury service or a piece of of our lives that we're trying to really fix here in terms of protections, it's comprehensive. So it has employment protections, it has housing protections, it has protections in terms of education, but it also has things like, you know, credit protections and jury service and lots of other little things Little too things. That, yeah, yeah, it's be like, so important to your life. What we've been uh, accustomed to in the past is just single bills, single issue right. bills, like the hate crimes bill, the re- repeal of don't ask, don't tell. You know, and the fact that we were trying to fight for marriage equality, but that got decided in the courts. This one, like you said, it touches everything. Access, public access to stuff. It does. And I, you know, I want to make sure Justin can can share some thoughts and stories from his work in Arizona. But I also, you know, look, if you got in a car in Maine, uh, I got in a car as an openly LGBTQ person, got in a car in Maine and drove to California. As I went through different states, my rights and protections would be different in various parts of the country. Off and on. It's like Off a patchwork. On. Exactly. It's like a big quilt, and but it's not one that's, that's uh, pretty at the moment. No. We want it to be um, really comprehensive and, and cover everybody. Yeah. Justin, what are things that you need in Arizona yeah, what, for the LGBT community sure. there? I, I think with regard to passing the Equality Act, it's really important to talk about the people, the people on the ground who will help us make it law. And in Arizona, over the last year, we met hundreds of people who, like the conversation we had earlier, were woken up by uh, the current state of things. Right? These are people who woke up every day and were worried that they were seeing the country go in a direction that didn't fit them. Right. So they felt compelled into taking action. And if I could be proud of one thing that HRC did last year, it was to provide an outlet for people who felt powerless or restless, provide an outlet for them to turn that into action. And it's because of these people who took action that we have in Arizona, a pro-equality congressional delegation. And that's significant. You flipped a Senate seat. That's right. That's right. And we also made the congressional, the the House delegation, we flipped that from Republican majority to Democrat majority, a pro-equality majority. So all all that is to say um, all all the the parts of the Equality Act are important. The thing that uh, will make it law are the people on the ground. So... um, how many sponsors do we currently have? Well, and by sponsors, I mean like people sure. who are elected to office, congressional right. representatives, yep. and senators. So, so we will have a historic number. We won't really know the final number until the bill gets introduced, <laughs> but it will be historic. And I think the thing that it's important to know in the last Congress, we had, I believe it was 198 members of the House and 47 members of the Senate. So we had a total of 245 members of the House and the Senate 
who supported the bill. We will exceed those numbers this time, but we don't know the final number till we go to introduction. The thing I will say, though, that is, is builds off of what Justin shared is because of the work that HRC was a part of around the country, uh, sending out staff to work on elections, as did many other partners um, in states um, and, and nationally, we have picked up 30 pro-quality House seats. And so as we think about that, that is what's going to add to those numbers of yeah. getting more uh, and getting to historic numbers, Jesse. It's going to be it's going to be exciting. What are some of the most effective arguments for the Equality Act? I mean, it should be like human rights. Right. LGBT rights should be human rights. That's a right. given. But what arguments do we need to be making yeah. to our neighbors? And, and I do think we build on those because I think those are important to our community in terms of mobilization and partnering with um, a lot of folks across the country. But building on those arguments, I do think that there is a patchwork of protections. That isn't really how our country works, right? If, you, if you're if you in one state and you go to the next state, you, you maybe lose employment protections or maybe you don't have protections when you go to rent a, an apartment. And so the idea that you'd have consistency across the country is important. Let's say that you work for a company and let's say that you, you live in Massachusetts, which is a state that has protections. And let's say you were gonna move to Texas or move to North Carolina. Well, part of the discussion you're gonna have at your kitchen table is maybe my family won't have protections if I take this, you know, this transfer and this change in my job. And so we don't want that to be the way this unfolds. So in terms of the arguments is, the patchwork, this is a comprehensive bill that would protect folks and give folks recourse. And it truthfully just, you know, we want to take away the worries that people have and just let people live their day-to-day lives and, you know, grab their American dream. There's already opposition building towards this. They see it coming and they actually came to Washington, D.C. early, met at the Washington Press Club. And it's your usual suspects. <laughs> Does it hurt or help? That you have like right-wing fringe extremists on the other side. I mean, I didn't see somebody that was like, oh, that's credible. No, these were people that, you know, were either really out, out of the extreme. Does that hurt or help our cause? Well, I think, you know, I, I never like that some of these extremists are so filled with hate and animus. Uh, towards our community, that they're willing to say things that, you know, a kid who's 16 and just coming out um, would hear. Like, yeah. I, I hate that that is part of the dialogue that would be a part of our country. Our movement, however, has faced them down before, and we will face them down this time in terms of winning uh, and passing this legislation. Um, you know, they're going to be there. Their tactics are sometimes get worse and they i they, mean it's gotten really bad to the point that they had to bring out anal sex as as their this is the reason why we cannot have this anal, like anal sex is only happening with homosexual couples that's across the board you know yeah. it's just it's gotten really downright like they have to go there as low as they can to somehow get the attention that re- they really shouldn't get, right. but it's like they're getting so like ugly about this, yeah. and it's just it's really sad well, because they're in the wrong side of history, and they're like you said they're hurting people that are hearing their message. Yeah, I, I think the other thing I would say builds on what you just said, Jesse, is the idea that you know the ground has shifted on our issues, mm-hmm. right? So if you look at back when uh, marriage. Um, 
was approved uh, it, with the Supreme Court. We won the Supreme Court cases over time. That the country was around 60% or so supporting marriage equality by the summer of, of 2015. The numbers are a little stronger now, but that's true across the country. In terms of legal protections, you get to more like 7 in 10 Americans support our full legal protections. So that is Democrats, certainly, but it's independents and it's Republicans, more yeah. majorities of everybody, right? And if you look at generations that are younger, those numbers are just off the charts in supporting these ideas. But... Those people who are those extremists, they have no idea that the whole country has shifted underneath them. So they're they're a little lonely. So when they come up with those crazier arguments each time they open their mouths or more hateful, it's because their people are not with them, right? And so we're seeing that, we're gonna keep seeing that. And I do think that as we move the legislation and have a chance to bring forward stories of individuals who are impacted or who have fear in their day-to-day lives, because you still can get married on a Saturday in this country. And in many places where if you showed up for your job or if you went with your spouse to rent an apartment, you could be rejected. The idea that that is still true in this country, we need to educate more folks on that because folks don't know that those protections are not in place. We tried for the longest time with ENDA. Yeah. And um, people, that's one thing that's like, that's such an American value that you just go to work. Mm -hmm. And people just don't understand that some of us could get fired for being LGBT. You're already seeing it. People that, you know, refuse to tip a lesbian waitress or the fact that they don't want to hire people who are transgender. It's just little things that are allowed to happen and somehow there's no recourse because there's no laws that protect us, protect that. And they and they wrap themselves with religious liberty, yeah. you know? Um, what arguments are you seeing from your part of the world, Justin? Well, I like to think of this through a different, more optimistic lens. You're talking about folks who are extremists, and the good news about that is they are on the wrong side of this, and they're on the small side of this, right? So when we think about 70% of all Americans supporting legislation like the Equality Act, that includes 70% of Arizonans. That happens to be what... That's great numbers. Yeah, that is, that's, that's good news. And, you know... When we, when we think about what 70% of Arizonans mean, it's not 70% of conservatives, it's not 70% of liberals, it's, it's a coalition of people who support equality and are driven to action by equality. And I, I think of people like my parents, right, who are conservative Republicans who voted for Donald Trump, who also love their son and want to make sure that being gay is never an impediment for their son. So I think those are the arguments we want to make, and those are the arguments that will pass this into law. So we've had a lot of bills in the past that were good. They had good intentions. <laughs> but then, <clears throat> for instance, don't ask, don't tell. In theory, it was supposed to be a good thing for our soldiers and our, and our sailors and airmen to serve openly, but then... It, we ended up getting a, a raw deal because it just didn't go all the way. Right now we're looking at possibly a trans, uh, a, a military uh, protections for our trans soldiers. But then there's word out there that they're gonna, they might say you could call yourself transgender, but just don't go through any operation while you're in 
the service. I'm like, well, why the hell? <laughs> that that just doesn't work because that's just denying people their basic human right to be who they are. Uh, how are we going to protect this Equality Act from being sabotaged by those who say they're our allies, but just sign up to be allies only to they could temper it or, or, or take out some of the the thing the, the thing that's going to make it the full Equality Act? Well, I think the, the good news about how the Equality Act came together and that there were a number of groups that really helped work on the act to bring it forward. I think sometimes in the past, and hopefully it's the distant past, that some pieces of legislation were kind of formed to almost be um, compromises from the get-go. And what I would say about this bill is this bill was visioned to be a little bit aspirational, right, in terms of how the community saw, but really to meet the needs of the community, not to be compromising for the community, Great. right? And so I think that coming from that perspective is very powerful. And now we have, I think it's over 180 groups who've been involved with the drafting who now support, and that's going to keep building. And so we're very excited about how that. How long has the process well, this been? Well, is, this is, um, it was uh, five years ago when the bill five was first ago. drafted. There were minor changes this time, but this is the third Congress in which it has been introduced. So this is the third Congress. It is the first time, though, that we have pro-equality leadership to actually let the bill come to the floor. It's my belief that had there been pro-equality leadership in the past, we could have passed the bill, but they would not allow it to come forward. And so this time we get it to come forward, and you know, Speaker Pelosi has been not just somebody who has been sort of you know, a passive partner, she has been an active partner, a leader in wanting to get this to be one of the first 10 bills that gets to move in this Congress. And so Amazing. the bill will be HR 5. And so it's, it's extraordinary that we have the leadership who is championing and cheerleading for this to happen as opposed to blocking. Line? Well, the bill will be introduced in the next few weeks and um, we will see then hearings and a process going through. Our hope is that we could have a vote within a few months, hopefully not uh, much more than that, because we want this to keep moving in the energy to really be there. Hearings, stories coming forward, communities being able to organize and come with a strong vote. So, you know, I would say we're, we could pass this bill within a few months. So if people wanted to learn more about the bill and take up that action locally, where do you recommend they go get more information? Well, the easiest place to get the information is to text to 472-472-EQUALITY-ACT. And if you do that, you link to us and we link to you to all of the information that we have. The background information, the basic information about you know how you can mobilize, the groups that are supporting, etc. And that's also where we're gonna send out information when we have updates, Jesse. So probably the most important thing is that's how you can find out when it's ready to be introduced and when we're coming to different communities as a movement, not just the human rights campaign. There are many folks who are involved in this organizing across the country and that's what it's gonna to take to pass this bill. Would it be helpful for people to visit their congressional offices after they learn? It would be tremendously yeah, helpful. Yeah, after learn and about to, this bill and, and to, what it says 
to visit, to send letters, to make calls, all of the above, and to look up to see whether or not your member is a, is a co-sponsor, right? That's mm -hmm. the fastest way to know if your member's gonna support the bill. And then the other thing is, you know, each step of the way, it's always important for, to hear from you again. So don't just think you can do it once. Like, keep contacting your members and including your senators. This is moving in the House first, but eventually we have to pass it in the Senate too. So reach out to your House members, reach out to your senators to, to really encourage them uh, to do that. So it's text 472, text 2, 472, 472, Equality Act, and you can get linked to updates and information. Well, thank you so much, Jody, and thank you so much, Justin, for coming on the show and giving us a whole overview of the Equality Act that's going to come soon. That's right. This spring. Yes, it <laughs> God is. God willing. That's right. And we're going to be able to be talking about all this and learning more about the Equality Act at that um, information provided through that text. And please, please, please visit your Congress member. Yes. It's important. Thanks for your leadership, Jesse, and the information that you um, really share with folks is powerful and important, so thank you for what you do.